0: Welcome to Fans of the Forge Wrap-Up for Forged in Fire Season 5, Episode 35, Slasher Edition. A.K.A. Grim Reaper Scythe. And we have in parentheses in our notes here, yeah, this was meant for Halloween. It was a Halloween episode, essentially. It was just a week late. Doug Marcheta on uh, Instagram... Somebody commented on his post about this episode and he said, no, no, this is the slasher movie episode. It is not the Halloween episode. Which,
1: when you compare it to their Hollywood edition, it, you know, it's a slasher edition the week after Halloween.
0: <laughs> with all sorts of gruesome props and scary things on set. And a
1: bubbling cauldron.
0: <laughs> it was a Halloween episode and you guys just <laughs> were a little off with your schedule. Then anyway, it was an interesting one, and uh, we're going to get right into it. The first contestant was David, who had six years part-time experience, and he also was a PhD in astrophysics. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That was my underdog to win it, and Sean's pick to win it. Then we had Tim, 17 years part-time experience. He was the brother of veteran competitor Mike Miller from earlier in the season. And he was my pick and Teresa's pick to win because we went with the ringer based on number of years. And we'll see how that played out for us. Mm -hmm. Then next, we had Chase, who had six years part-time experience, and that was Teresa and Sean's underdog pick.
1: Again, going for experience.
0: Yep. And then we had Brandon. Seven years part time experience and he was none of our picks.
1: Not that we don't care about Brandon because we do.
0: It just sometimes happens we can somebody only pick doesn't two, get and there's four people. Yeah. We'll see how that all works out for us. So let's move right into Round one. Round one.
1: So Round one, sharp and terrifying horror film-inspired slasher blade in signature style. That's what they're expected to build. Needs to be between 12 and 15 inches. And they pull their steel from tridents that are in a bubbling cauldron, which was pretty cool. It was neat.
0: It was neat. And I was questioning, did they cut the tips off of the trident so that they could then weld the metal into? They had to have, right? Yeah, because you
1: could see the welds. Like they especially with it the ball bearing, the you could see it. Yeah, but still, like they were pretty spot on there, right in line.
0: Yeah, it went all the way through, you would think that there's people like craftsmen that work on the show or something.
1: <laughs> so David pulled the devil's fingers. Um, well, they called them devil's fingers. He pulled ten ninety five square stock out of the cauldron and he proceeded to uh, weld the pieces together first to make it a larger piece to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a bit of hedgel- ahead of schedule, so he decided to drill the holes in the tang in preparation for round two. As he's tightening the blade down in the vise, the blade breaks into three
0: pieces. Ooh, that was no good. Three pieces.
1: I didn't realize it was three pieces until he said so.
0: Yeah, you couldn't really tell until they mentioned it was three, but that was bad. That was really bad.
1: So he rallies and welds it back together.
0: And this is what, with 30 minutes left, I think? Something like that. It was not very long.
1: Yeah. And then we move on to Tim from the cauldron. He pulled a coil of 5160 spring steel, which he immediately cut into two pieces so that he could work with that a little more easily. Mm-hmm. And in his, you know, working process, he got a little hypnotized by the press, drew the blade out longer and thinner than he had meant to.
0: Big Blue will do that to you. Well, this is the press. This this was the press. Either way, Power Tools will do that to you.
1: (laughs) He also decided to work on holes in preparation for round two. He was drifting the holes, not um, drilling them. And he... You know, there's a special note that he was using the same anvil as his brother. So that's pretty cool. That's neat. And then when he went to go do the quench, he had a couple of fireballs. and seemed straight. Yeah. And then Chase, from the cauldron, he pulled 52-100 ball bearing. And as he was pulling out his billet, he cut off the extra steel. Extra. Because he took off a little too much. Realize <laughs> that, you know... Not quite as big a handle as he had wanted. Right. And then Brandon pulled a W1 round stock from the cauldron and he cut the rebar handle too short when he was initially doing the, the forging. And so, you know, it was getting hot as he was working. That's actually all the notes that we had for Brandon. And I would like to note that our spell check, when I typed getting hot, <laughs> told me I was wrong. And it said, it's still, it's still it's saying, saying, it. saying that the I'm Google, wrong. The in Google Docs. In spelling the word getting.
0: <laughs> it's saying getting is not a, a recognized word, the word G E T T I N G. Google, what's up with that? Who knows? Anyway,
1: so for the judging, David had those welds, and looked really nice. Major cracks, though. Tim, um, Doug said that it's an intimidating design. Needs refinement, has uneven grinds, and a blade edge that has a dip. Chase. um, Dave said, love the shape of the blade. There's no retention on the handle, though, which we felt the need to note because I didn't really know what retention was until he explained it. It's when you're holding onto the blade and you go to swing it, it feels like it could just fly right out of your hand because there's not
0: much on this part. Yeah, it's not being retained in your hand. Yes.
1: And then Brandon Ben said, really good looking knife. Um, the handle was quite long and there were two major cracks, one on the edge and one on the spine. And of all of the contestants, Dave got the boot round one. Mm-hmm. And he worked the steel very hot and caused the blade to be very brittle because the grain structure had gotten too big.
0: So that was my underdog and Sean's pick yes. to win immediately out. In round one,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what are you going to do? It's not about the points. It's not about the points. It's not about the points. Round two, (laughs) they had to attach handles to their blades. Tim was working on evening out the thickness of his blade uh, first and foremost, and then he started gluing his handle scales without having gotten the clamps to tighten everything down. Oh, no, commercial break. Dun dun dun! And then he goes and runs over and is where's the clamps? Where's the clamps? And the judges are like, "What is he doing? He just put he's the got epoxy five on.
1: He's spending three minutes looking for clamps."
0: But he finds clamps and he runs back over. And wouldn't you know it? It was plenty of time <laughs> because it didn't take five minutes to walk over find the, where the clamps are. It's not that much stuff that he's gonna. They're gonna be lost. He got it clamped.
1: But that's all that we have for Tim. So. Which okay. generally a good thing.
0: The less they show, the better. Then Chase, he welded some extra steel to the back of his tank to give it a bit of a hook. And the thought process on that was that if there was a hook on the the back end, it would hook on the judge's fingers and lock in so that it wouldn't go flying out of their hand when they go to swing it.
1: A little bit of an overcorrection, maybe?
0: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um... And the judges, I think, were commenting that it looked like the design of the hook would be problematic during testing, but they would have to see.
1: From their distance, it seemed sharp. Yeah, it came to a rather sharp point.
0: Right. Yeah. Then, Brandon, he reprofiled the front of his blade, and then he serrated the spine of his blade to get rid of the crack instead of doing what the judges recommended, which would have been to weld it. The- the crack and then reheat treat. So, okay. The judges weren't really happy with the serrations, but Brandon felt it's a that it's a slashing blade. You don't need to worry too much about it. And he discovered that the crack in the spine was deeper than he originally thought. So he just grinds deeper into the spine to try to cover it up and, and hopefully get past it. Eh. Not the, the most sound method for taking care of that, but mm, whatever. It looked mm-hmm. cool. And so they move on to the strength test. It was a hockey mask chop, and that hockey mask was on, um, like, it was on some sort of, like I don't know if it was ballistic gel head or something. Or it
1: had one of those, like, blood packs.
0: Yeah, it definitely had, like, a blood pack in there because as soon as they started smashing into it, generally, unlike the last strike, Wherever Ben was hitting it on the last strike, it right, was right in, in the nose, the nose, mouth, it was the like nose, right here, mouth yeah. area, it would just like explode blood out. <laughs> and and then it was then he's like,
1: like, oh, you know, <laughs> Ben Ebbett's nice British. Oh, yeah, as capability. there's blood dripping yeah. off his face.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so Tim passed the strength test, but he did have some significant roles in his edge. Chase, his edge held up perfectly, but the narrow hook. Was squishing on the pinky. Squishy you almost pinky. Said squishy. <laughs> squishy pinky. Squishy. And then Brandon took a little nibble, but overall held up. Um, so he just had a little bit of a.
1: A little bit of a chunk, but not yeah. even so much to call it a chunk.
0: No. And then the sharpness test was the leather mask slice. And these leather masks looked like something right out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I believe the, the...
1: Well, they couldn't say Leatherface. It's probably trademarked. Oh, you, can we?
0: It doesn't matter. Okay. You could say Leatherface. <laughs> so, Tim, he had a very sharp tip. So, the way they were doing this is they would stab into the head first, and then they would do the slash. It slashes. was like a
1: sandbag under there, right? Kind of.
0: Yeah, it was like a kind of sandbag underneath. He had a very sharp tip, and it penetrated well. Will cut. Chase's, it was very easy to stab and slash. His also will cut. And then Brandon, man, the the stab just was like whoop all the way up to like mm-hmm. the the guard on the, the handle. And then when Doug went and sliced at it and slashed it, it just like split the entire face in half and yeah. it just like fell down open to the point that Doug did his impression and go Of
1: course they you know they the had sound a, engineer and put a scream in there. Yep, they had the
0: <laughs> scream in there and uh It was really incredible. It was a very good, good uh, cut, and he did well. And then so based on the results, Tim ended up getting the boot. The rolls from the strength test uh, did not help, and then he performed the worst out of everyone in the sharpness test, and that is why Tim... Got booted, and so that meant that was, I believe, mine and your pick to pick. win.
1: Yep, so all the initial picks are out.
0: And I ain't getting points, that's for sure. My picks are completely gone. Yep. You and Sean still have your underdog picks in the game. But we move on to round three. The Grim Reaper Scythe.
1: Ooh. So it's a grisly weapon of death traced back to the bubonic plague in the 14th century. It was a common farm implement used for harvesting, which um, reaper means to harvest, as does the name Teresa. I am a reaper. Um, It was given to death as the reaper of souls. Occasionally, peasants would use them against each other. So the scythe features a large curved blade jutting from the top of the shaft or snaff with two short handles. The parameters for the particular one would be 24 to 26 inches long, sharpened on the inside curve. The socket must be 8 to 9 inches. That's a very narrow margin.
0: <laughs> yep, a little bit of room to play with, but not much.
1: And the overall length of the straight shaft needs to be 70 to 73 inches and must include two handles.
0: That's pretty uh, long shaft right there. 70 inches to 73, that's pretty pretty tall.
1: Yep. So Brandon, on day one, was building tooth sites to have a backup. Then they go on to day three where um, he had a fire in the shop. And oh, he yeah. Spent-
0: During his heat treating, the oil kind of spurted out, and he had rags on the ground around mm-hmm. his oil quench tank, and those caught on fire So it didn't. It wasn't too bad, and he was actually able to just run the rags right out to his fire pit and toss him. Oh yeah, (laughs) toss him in the fire pit.
1: And uh, he attached the handles on day three, and then day four, I wrote down that he's taking a break, and then they didn't show day five. So was he just like done on day four?
0: Well, yeah, he was done on day four. He he said when he was taking his break, he's like, "I gotta let it dry now." Like whatever he did to finish up, um, the finish on it. He's like, I gotta let it dry, otherwise I'm done. And then he said, I believe he said he was gonna spend some time with his family.
1: Yep. So that was Brandon. And then for Chase, he spent day one working on the blade. Um, Day three was when he did the quench and he created the socket. Once he was done with the socket, he realized it didn't meet parameters. So on day four, he found a pipe. In his shop somewhere and just use that. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. So on, when he was first making the socket, he took like a thinner piece of what looked like sheet metal mm-hmm. or sheet steel and um, was hammering it and bending it and trying to get it to move kind of like an armor would do. It looked like he was working on a piece of armor more than anything else, but then eventually closed it up, only to come to find out that it just wasn't long enough mm-hmm. to meet the eight to nine inch parameters for the socket.
1: yeah. And so at that point, he's like, well, that was kind of a waste of a day and decided to just, you know, that's a task for tomorrow. <laughs> and then day five was spent with the fit and finish. He um, blackened the shaft and the blade mm-hmm. and he did an engraving of death and ravens on the socket. So that was that cool. That
0: was a very cool artwork you put on there. hmm
1: And then for testing, to do the kill test, they had to try to rip the souls out of a ballistics dummy. Um, oh, Doug. Chase the edges the edge is sharp the tip punctures deep breaking ribs and right into the heart Brandon decapitated the dummy the point digs in and he lost the tip or there's a chip at yeah a chip on the tip of the blade um for the strength test it was a bone slam into the blade Chase suffered
0: okay a bone slam into the blade so, they, so they, they
1: strapped the shaft down onto the top of a coffin.
0: A coffin.
1: And the blade came up perpendicularly from the shaft. Mm-hmm. And then, was it Ben? Ben, yep. Ben just, you know, wailed on the inside blade, or the inside of the blade, with a bone.
0: Now, do you think that this is as stringent of a test as a, bone chop test where they're taking the knife and chopping down onto a bone because I personally don't think it's as difficult of a test sure it's bone coming in contact with metal but I feel and the force obviously is the-
1: being applied does it matter which material is applying the force
0: mm, I don't know I'm not going to get into a physics discussion because I don't know for sure <laughs> Okay, but it just seemed to me like slamming a bone into it wasn't as brutal as the way they've tested with bone in the past, with some of the antler chops and things.
1: However, with this very large weapon, do you think maybe it was more difficult to be accurate on that kind of test?
0: Oh okay, no, no, there was no way they could okay. do that. There was <laughs> absolutely no way they could chop into bone with that thing. It was very unwieldy. I mean, it was meant just, for other things. It's meant for like reaping grass, you know, chopping g- tall grass down. Mm-hmm. Not swinging into a bone. Anyway.
1: Anyway, doesn't entirely matter because Chase has failed on the fourth strike.
0: Ooh.
1: Catastrophic fail. Broke the blade.
0: I guess it was a pretty hard bone then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brandon was told you must make it through four strikes. And he does. Yep. So Brandon, the one that none of us picked... <laughs> What it at all. It's happened job, in the Brandon. past,
0: but hey, congratulations, Brandon! You deserve it. Your win. You did a great job. Um, overall, exemplary performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it was a it was a fun episode. Halloween inspired or not, it was still a cool episode. And uh, I do like the themed episodes like this. Yeah, like these are fun. Bringing in movie <laughs> weapons and stuff that it changes it up. But uh, this
1: one wasn't necessarily a movie weapon. It was a
0: real thing. Yeah, but the slasher part of it at the beginning was kind of a movie thing. But it was neat. And so we get to the least important part of our show.
1: Especially today because (laughs) nobody got any points.
0: Nobody got any points. So they
1: stand the same as last time.
0: Teresa's in first with 37 points. I'm in second with 27 points. And Sean bringing up the rear with 26 points.
1: Admit it. You were a little, like, when Chris's guys were no longer there and we don't know Sean's picks until we sit down to record. He was like, oh, no. If Sean gets the underdog, I'm losing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did say that. No worries. Doesn't matter. The points don't matter. (laughs) None of it means anything. It's just fun. Yeah. So that was the episode. And before we end here, I wanted to show off something that I got in the mail today. This here is a hot cut swage tool sent to me by a Mr. Derek Melton. Derek, thank you so much for this awesome tool. If you don't follow us on Instagram, then you wouldn't know that. I bought an anvil recently because the forge is actually happening, people. Deck it is, is down. coming together. Space for the shed. Yep, we, we got a new little deck uh, put up and now we have space for our shed coming soon. So in the next few weeks things are going to be moving around and I'm going to have a space to put my anvil and my new swage tool. Yes, to
1: clarify, the new shed is for our things. He gets to kick around in the old shed that was a chicken coop at one point.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully if, if, if it does, if something were to burn down, we'd prefer the old chicken coop shed, not the brand new storage Plus shed. Plus it's
1: on the other side of the yard.
0: Yes, away from the house. <laughs> so anyway, it's coming together, people. We are going to be forging more and more soon enough and that's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait to get started. And uh, It's been great. It was a good episode and uh, we will catch you later. Yeah, next time. Bye. It's not about the points. It's not about the points. It's not about the points. That's pretty uh, long shaft right there.